Hey everybody, welcome back or welcome to Crashing It. I'm your host Rob and Crashing It is just a podcast where I get to talk to all of my friends about how they crush, who they're crushing on, and play a lot of fun games in between. You guys, this week we have none other than <laughs> Catherine D. Holly. Kat is an amazing person. She's an actor, writer, producer, teacher. Kat... Ugh. Is just a dream and we get to talk about not only who like how she crushes or how she crushed in the past but how she met her current spoiler alert fiance uh, i love this episode so much it's so fun i also want to let you guys know ahead of time that in the worst date is a really really bad date and i'm so happy that Catherine was wanted to share this um but also, just so you know, we will be putting in a trigger alert before it happens or before we get to the worst date. Just so you can move past if that's not what you want to hear right now. Um, but other than that, you guys, this is an amazing episode. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to get into Cat. Ah! Go get into this episode. Um, I got a crush on you. I got a crush on you. I got a got um. I got a crush on you. I got a crush on you. I got a got um. I got a crush on you. I got a crush on you. I got a got um. I got a crush on you. I got a crush on you. guys we have Catherine d holly in the studio today i'm so excited she's an actor she's a content creator she's a teacher you are out here doing it like i don't know i i remember when i first met you i fell in love with you Aww, likewise and then, and then i found out that i knew, saw you do something and then i freaked out <laughs> <laughs> i know i know the first time i met you too you were like i have a podcast and i've literally been like just like lurking around waiting for you to invite me ever <laughs> since so i'm so excited to i've be been here. waiting <laughs> okay so if you don't know you guys uh cat she got engaged at the cbs showcase last year and it was the cutest thing it was super cute i it, it was so extra and extravagant and it was, amazing. It was exactly, I think it was perfect for you. It was, it was. And it was funny because, of course, I didn't know what was happening, but Frey, we had just gone home for uh, Christmas and he had asked my mom's permission and my dad. And my mom, like, was really, really quiet and, like, unsure about it. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I'm going to bring her on stage in front of 600 people at the showcase and propose. And my mom's like, yes. And when you do say her full name, Catherine D. Holly. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's what sold her because it is, like, such a me thing. Like, I always said I'd get married in a theater, which I got engaged in a theater. I'm not getting married in a theater. But, yeah, it was it was very big and showy and scary and uh, it, it was fun. It was a lot of I fun. I just happened to be in that audience. Which and, is so random. Uh, I was like, like, what? Like, just the hopeless romantic in me. It's like, this is amazing. And our your last week's guest, Mark Sully, is literally oh, yeah. in between Frey and I on stage, bawling. <laughs> he had no idea what's happening. And he goes home and just, like, looks up engagement videos to cry for fun. And so there are all these photos and he was, it was at the end of a sketch and uh, Mark was playing Mikey with the clarinet. So there's like Mark with this like clarinet just <laughs> sobbing in between yeah. us. And he's like in focus and Fran and I aren't. And it's like the funniest photo ever. I love it so much. And just like Mark is still focused. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, like literally at one point, our friend Rashawn on stage had to be like, Mark, get off. Like get over here. Because he was just like glued. He was in it. But the whole audience. 
audience was and it was so like yeah special to have well because we had no nobody really out here yet because we'd moved from yeah. um atlanta and so we didn't have like a strong community of friends besides like the showcase and yeah. stuff but it was like really special and intimate to share it with all these strangers that were so fucking excited for your love and don't even know you, you know? It, it was fun. The audience was so excited. They were hyped. They were, like, like, losing their shit. Yeah, it was almost like, I don't know, like, what I could say, just, like, a surprise at, like, just a big stadium. You're like, whoa! Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. Because at first we were like, okay, what's happening? Wait, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Everyone lost their shit. I've had way too much free wine. And all of a sudden, Stephen Garino, the director of the showcase, appeared in like a spotlight. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I was like sitting with my legs open in my dress, drinking my white wine. And I was like, what? No, what? And then it was just like tears and shaking the rest of the time. And I was like... You know, you, you say, like, you're going to have a big reaction to those moments, but when you have, like, 600 people screaming at you in the audience, it's you have a big reaction. That's <laughs> Okay, okay. So enough about your engagement right now. Yes. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll lead up there. Of course. Uh, but Kat. Yes. So before Frey, or mm-hmm. even when you first met Frey, or yeah. just in general, do you think you have a type? Yes and... No, like, like there's, there's definitely like a trend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have like, especially because I'm attractive to, I'm attracted to creatives. So that like has led me in like very different routes along the way. Mm-hmm. But the consistent thing that like I've dated has been both men and women who are like sh- kind of shorter, stocky, light brown skin, curly hair, Fat asses, um, <laughs> really nice smiles. And Frey is like the guy version of like three girls that I dated right Wait. before him, which is, in- he has a joke about it. He's a stand-up scene. He has a joke about this on stage, but like legit, I dated like three Dominican chicks that look just like him and then like Frey and now I'm marrying him. So it's it's insane. So that is definitely my type, I guess, right? You're crushing on just fat asses. Just, just fat creative asses. fat asses. Just creative <laughs> fat asses. It's, it's, yeah, it gets me. I don't know. Uh, I love that. And also, um, would your friends say you have a type? Yeah, they would definitely. Well, I guess. I don't know. My friends don't. I don't I don't gab about my love life often. So this is why that's that's fun for me. I like, you know, I was before Freya was like a real player and I juggled a lot of playing cards. And so because of that, I kept my shit like, you know, on the down low. You're like, this is for me. Yeah. Mama's playing. Exactly. (laughs) If anything, they would probably say that like, yeah, like I didn't have a type and that I was just like looking for free food, which is true. <laughs> I was looking for free food and you know maybe a check here and there for rent. Like that was my <laughs> that was my type free prey. I'm a saved woman now, though, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah you're don't an engaged worry. woman. Yeah, I'm totally changed. But, but also uh, not romantically, if you got some food. <laughs> but uh, girl gotta eat. Yeah, I used to say I need gas money. I need food. Or oh, I had a third one. And if if you didn't give me all three of those, we couldn't hang out. <laughs> Gas money, food. I don't know. Maybe it was rent. Yeah. If you um were in the same room with your crush, how did you act? Like, like, uh, like a newer crush or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. yeah. I definitely would always act too cool. I don't come on too strong. People mm-hmm. throw themselves at me. 
Um, I like definitely would like I like hold my cards close to my chest, but like I know you know give them the str- the eyes across the room kind of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never. I think like my defense mechanism instead of going like nervous is like playing too cool mm-hmm. to like a fault to where people are like, "Wait, do you like me? Yeah. Like, what's your deal? Do you, you hate know? me? Yeah, yeah." And I'm just like quiet and brooding in the corner, and they have no idea what's going on. But I'm just like imagining them naked in my like head, you know? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, so when you're crushing, um, or like even we can go back to before Frey or some uh, or Frey, yeah. Um, how did you act? Like, not like if they're in the room, but like, what was your crush process? Mm. Yeah, definitely. It would start with like researching them online. Like, I guess in adulthood, like, like back when I was a kid, like I would, you know, pretend to be into the same things they were in. Like, um, you know, if they were into sports, I'd try to like watch their favorite sports team. I would do my research yeah. first. Um, and then in adulthood, I would like look up everything online so i would know your mom's name your dad's name try to get your social security number um check that credit score yeah i would know all your exes (laughs) like before the first date i would know like i would look up your job history uh if you had an address i would zillow it to see how much your house was worth and where it was located (laughs) i feel like a real gold digger i love the funniest thing is i'm marrying a very starving artist but (laughs) Definitely Zillowed houses um, to know what I was like getting into. I would do my research. And after my research, if if then they seemed like a good quality candidate, it would be like, you know, um, a lot of really exciting flirt texting like that. I liked the yeah. flirt texting, you know. Um, and, and my type of flirting is definitely like humor yeah. and like sarcasm and sassiness. Um, yeah. So it'd be a lot of Show that. Show your personality. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like some like selfies now and then. Um yeah, and then it'd be like a long texting process before you ever go on a date, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it still yeah. that way? Like, I, I wouldn't know. Don't yeah. worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> like texting for like a month, and then you finally go get drinks together. And then you immediately know if like if, it, it's if you got the spark. It, yeah. And then the worst part would be when you thought you had the spark. And it's not there. And then you meet up in person, and uh, you're like, oh, what a fucking waste. That was a all month. All good-ass selfies I sent you. All like, that research. Like, what? the fudge yeah like yeah i don't know i think that would be my process yeah a bit of an inspector gadget i guess doing I my love, investigation I, I love especially the zillow part <laughs> <laughs> uh do you remember your first crush yes all right I, set the scene i was i was in kindergarten and i was taller than all the other girls and far chubbier as well with frizzy red curl curly hair that that's important for the scene i think and there was this very small petite boy named jamie and jamie uh was very sweet mm-hmm. and like soft and i'm a very uh booming woman and was as a young child too so i think i've always been attracted to like like i've never been into really masculine guys i think um but Jamie and I were like best friends and it started with us playing at recess Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh. And he would be my cat. He would be Salem and I would of course be Sabrina. <laughs> of course. And I would act it out and I would tell him what to say, you know, and I would I was directing scenes back then in kindergarten apparently with my crush. Um The fact that he wasn't Harvey. Like Yeah, he was, he was the cat. Salem. 
because I loved petting him. I got to touch him if he was Salem. So I would pet his little head and we would, you know, play on the playground. And I was very bossy and I would tell him everything to do because that's how all my relationships have gone. Um, me just bossing some poor person around. Um, but yeah, we would play Sabrina the Teenage Witch and then... I'll never forget this other girl, Carrie, got involved and she started playing with us. And I think she was playing my aunt and he started liking her. <sighs> and I was an unhappy director. I was not happy no, with this. Though, that's not how it was on. supposed to go. You, and I'll never forget like one nap time after like really realizing that like Jamie wasn't into me, that he was like totally into Carrie. I just remember like laying on my mat and just like crying all through that time. Because no matter what I did, I couldn't get a boy to like me. That's what I thought. That's not the story arc you created for this season. No, 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 it's not. It it wasn't in my plans at all. That is not where I saw this going. I apparently had a thing for cats, you know. I thought this was really going to last long with me in Salem. And it just, it didn't happen. And then... I moved on in first grade. It was Tyler Proctor. Tyler, you're still alive. I hope to God you're not listening to this. Um, and he was well, so glad he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's still alive. Well, Jamie's still alive too. I just can't remember Jamie's last name. Um, but I remember Tyler Proctor, and he was really into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I was not. I've never been into any fandom type thing. But I just remember like trying to doing my research, pretending yeah. to like be into Pokemon. And then one day I realized that like. Pokemon wasn't cool and neither was Tyler oh and at this point Tyler already liked me back and Tyler had agreed to escort me at Little League um, football homecoming and I like begged my mom to cancel with his mom and she's like cat we can't do that like Uh. he's got a suit what are you doing so then my little bitch ass was so humiliated to be walking with Tyler Proctor because I realized everyone thought Pokemon was not cool and that he wasn't cool even though I genuinely liked the guy and so like all my pictures from homecoming are me with like a blood red mad face being like like Tyler Proctor beside me this is humiliating my reputation yeah my reputation's over and I did get made fun of for walking with him and then I kind of ghosted him after that and you know in high school he was a part of the not cool crowd and I was a part of the cool crowd for the record but that was not like you know it's not the person I wanted to be but you also like kids are horrible kids are horrible kids are horrible we were all horrible at some point even in like whatever's like you know class you are in high school or there's there's still a hierarchy in every class so even Everywhere. the people who are you put on the lower it's just stupid to tier. say the lower tier there's tiers in there too we do that in our friend groups yeah always you know so like yeah no for sure there's I'm, always a way to be horrible in society in general i was like clearly popular and power hungry yeah <laughs> i i did some of the worst things like i've done something that i thought was like so bad that I still feel bad do? about to this day. Um, oh no! I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast. I still feel oh, I was it. the worst person. Like this is I was normally really good, but this is the one thing that I did that I feel still bad about to this. I day. have a few of those. Um, and I always like got scared because during that time, um, well I didn't care about it during the time, but like still growing up, I was like, um. Am I going to be on Ricky Lake? Are they going to bring me back on us? <gasps> like, like you bullied me and now I'm here to get my oh, revenge. No. Uh, I felt so bad. Um, Megan, I still feel bad about it to this day. Um, but 
it was because my neighbor, who was my best friend at the time, uh, for some reason, her and her other best friend, because like we we're like, uh, had got into it, and I just saw her, my neighbor, crying. Right. And I was like, "What happened? What's going on?" Because you're my best friend, and now I'm about to fuck shit up. Yeah. And we were all in like you know, up, like in middle schools, like, like you know, like the higher one of the higher tiers. They were cheerleaders and stuff like that. Right. Um. She told me what happened, and I think it was something stupid. And I still, my little middle school mind went to desk content. So I got to school early, and I made a petition. And then I had everybody at our table <laughs> sign the petition, and <laughs> everybody did out. it willingly. Yeah. But then she walked. She came to school like a petition to like what boycott her so that she couldn't kick it at our table. <laughs> Oh. I feel still. I feel really bad about oh, it to this day. Yeah, no, I know. I, I did like, shit like that though. But then, like, she came and I gave it to her, and she cried, and I just kept like a straight face, and I was oh. like, I feel so bad. Like, it's not even like. But I don't that's know. okay because yeah. a lot of people did bad shit to you too. I'm sure. Like, and you were replicating that behavior. I don't know what it was. I was just like, I don't. It, I still feel bad about it. I. But yeah, that's one thing that I've like I've like I've never done anything like that bad ever again. Right. But like that was one thing that I still feel bad about to this day. But yeah. Well, so. if it makes you feel any better, um, my best friend's ex boyfriend was being mean to her the other week, and I put his number on Craigslist that said free iPhones, Texas number. What? <laughs> so, um, I think morally you're definitely going to heaven. Me. Like I might just hang out in purgatory for forever. Maybe or... they need a, they need a new number anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, they were a piece of shit. They deserve every text they got. But <laughs> okay, let's go to Cat. Uh, do you have any? Um, or even growing up, did you have any celebrity crushes? You know, I like. I when you sent me this list, I had to think about that because I was like, "Who who am I? Who's my celebrity crush right now?" Definitely growing up, like you know, here and there. But it's funny, all my celebrity crushes have like always been women. Mm-hmm. Um, I've like never had like a guy celebrity crush. Uh, like growing up, it was like um, Nicole Kidman and Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. which just makes me a narcissist because she's a redhead. Um, <laughs> But like, yeah, like thought she was fine as fuck. Um, right now, Zoe Kravitz could get it. Zoe Kravitz. Oh my has been my god! Crush since like I think my junior year in high school, like once I like once like the first pictures of her like as like a teenager because I was we're the same age about like came into play. I was like, yep, who is this? What is this? I want this. Oh my gosh! Oh, well, you guys can't see this, but they're, they're hot ass pictures like of Zoe Kravitz right behind us. Yeah, no, like oh my god, I just find her. Yes, she can do whatever she wants, anything. Like I, if I had like a celebrity pass or a celebrity threesome, yeah, I would pay money for Zoe Kravitz. Like that, uh, that's probably not a nice thing to say, but I would. But like Zoe, uh, like just her and like her everything cult, about her, her parents. Like the beauty of her family in general, right? Like, a legacy, the coolness of just her and uh. yeah, it's her, it's her energy too. Yeah. Like, of course, like clearly, I said I'd think for like mixed girls, but like her energy and like her coolness and like it, it's everything. She is like a real full package to me. Like, she's just breathtaking. Like, I don't uh. know. Ugh. Uh, well, we all agree on yeah. Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you have any other celebrity questions? Um, 
No, I'm just, I mean, anything else I'd say, like, wouldn't top Zoe. So <laughs> why why even mention it? Why even go there? Yeah, like, why go there? Like, she is my, like, one dream pass. I'll say that, like, a lot of times celebrities, even if they're not that cute, but mm-hmm. I hear, like, an interview of them and they, like, really, my mind melds with them either comically or from, like, a directing standpoint yeah. or something. I'm just, like, immediately, like, Pfft. I'd fuck you, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love the movies you make, yeah. and you're talking really eloquently about them. Like, yeah, I'd tap that. You're kind of ugly, but I'd fuck you, also, yeah. Also, like, it's that whole thing, like, we can go back to um, the crushing on creatives. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, like, not, like, not super fit, like, not being, I don't need to be attracted to you, like, physically, if I'm attracted to you, like, you know, just creatively. Exactly. If I like your vision, if I like, you know, what you create, your art. Like that's everything. That's so much more attractive. Like, ooh, like, like we. I always say on this like podcast, uh, I can see somebody on stage do something. I'm like, that was fucking, so fucking hot. amazing. Like, yeah, that was so fucking smart. Yeah, and then you see them totally different, and you're just like, <sighs> yeah. All of a sudden, like that five becomes a seven, and then slowly you hang out, and that seven becomes a ten, and you're like, Psh, I could marry this guy. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I. And that's just something about like, getting to know people and, you know what I'm saying, also, yeah. the reverse can be true. You can see on the stage, they're crushing it. You're like, I'm fucking in. And then you can kick it with them and be like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Or someone who, like, is a creative mm-hmm. and you have a great bond with them and then they go on stage and you think they're either, like, just I or they're, like, bad. Immediate turn off. I'm like, oh, you just bombed. Goodbye. Like, I'm only seen with winners. Also, we can be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not excommunicating no. you, but you're not, we're not sleeping together now. <laughs> Let's take a break on that note and come right back. Do you stalk your crush's social media but ignore them in person? Is it difficult for you to talk to your crush in a one to one setting? Can you pull down a comprehensive background check just from seeing them at a party? Do you enjoy working with DNA samples? Then we need you. Crush Research Team. For more information, send us your resume with subject line, Team Crush. <laughs> and we are back, everyone. Oh, my God. I still have Catherine T. Holly in the studio. I'm not letting her go till I get all of this juicy information. She's amazing. And I'm sure you're already crushing on her because this episode is freaking amazing <laughs> uh okay cat um i know how you crush mm-hmm. i know your type yeah i know your first crush and your celebrity crush the only one that matters is zoe um yes but who are you crushing on now mm. <laughs> well i am crushing on a boy named Frey Ford Ooh. and he is my fiance. Ooh, crushing on a fiance. Yeah, I know. Um Frey is everything I need in a partner, but nothing that I ever thought I wanted in one. Oh, like what? Like I always thought that I couldn't date um actors. Mm-hmm. Um but Frey Frey started as a stand-up. So like when he was doing like comedy, I was doing more acting. So it, it didn't start that way, but now we're like both like working actors and I always had this rule I couldn't date actors. Um he like I always saw myself with an older man mm-hmm. um or woman. Um, and he's a year younger than me, um, and our birthdays are five days apart, um, and he's from South Carolina, which is insane because I've never 
dated anyone from the same state I'm from. We didn't like grow up knowing each other. We uh-huh, grew up like uh-huh. an hour and a half away. It's but like, like we have this. Together. Yeah, no, it really did. We we met on a film set. Can you? <laughs> Very. I was directing him, and he was like the third replacement backup actor for this part. It's so funny. So um, fate is just. Knocking people out. <laughs> like, yeah, like literally killing all these actors now. I don't know what happened to them, but um, <laughs> fate's a bitch. Um, no, yeah, and and he kind of just fell into my lap, and we were friends for like a year. I was on my fuck shit in Atlanta. We both happened to move to Atlanta um, after we met on a film set, and I was acting, and I was doing a lot of theater, and he was doing a lot of stand-up, and I would go to his shows, and he would go to my shows, and then that's when the attraction really formed for me, for for him, like, apparently he's had a crush on me since day one, <laughs> but, like, when I first saw him on set, I just saw him as this, like, young actor, and, like, I didn't, like, consider him there yet, and then seeing him perform live, like we mentioned with creatives, yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, like... And I, I just like got his perspective and not to mention he was cute and brown with curly hair and a fatty ass. So <laughs> checked all those marks. Um, and then, yeah, so we spent about a year being friends. Um, and then we almost kissed at my birthday party and uh, it didn't happen because a friend who had flown in from New York with me. His cousin got up and started taking all of his clothes off and puking. The same what? moment Frey and I almost kissed. Like he was fucked up. We'd all been drinking that night. Frey and I were like sitting on the couch. It was like the first moment we almost kissed. And then this dude that I barely know, it's just my friend's cousin, starts stripping and puking. Well, it makes sense you can't puke with clothes on. I don't, like, like, but like still puking in the corner, like like on top of the clothes he had just taken off. So yeah, so we didn't kiss. And then there was like this tension in the air. And then finally I moved into a new apartment and I was like, you want to come help me unpack things? Oh, no. I started talking to his boss at the comedy club. So this guy, who's he's going to be at our wedding. He's a good friend of ours, actually, Andrew George. So him and I had this thing. And Frey got super jealous and, like, tried to overly set us up and be like, hey, are you free next Monday? Andrew's free next Monday. Maybe you guys could get together and get some drinks. And I'm like, chill. Like, let us, like, make our plans. What's your deal? Do you want to come help me unpack boxes? And he's like, yeah. So we came and we unpacked nothing and we just talked for like eight hours Uh. and stayed up all night and he didn't touch me at all. And I was and then went home and I immediately was like, what's his fucking deal? Like, (laughs) does he like me? Like, what is going on? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Research, research, research. Uh, No. And so then like I text him and I was like, look, do you like me or what? And he's like. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and like the next time I saw him, it was like an immediate push against the wall, like kiss me what? situation. We fucked that night and we we've been together for almost five years ever since. Yeah. Um, what did you like about Frey um, in the beginning part? Like when you're like, does he like me? Does he not? Like what did you other than like, you know, stand up and, you know, just creative and that fat ass? Yeah. What did you, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else did you like about him? Um, well, I thought Frey was a really good person. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, I felt like my my morals were a little off there for a while. Like I was, well, no, I just, I, so I grew up um, and I was like extremely overweight my entire life. <laughs> so at one point I was like 250 pounds and then I lost a lot of weight. And through that journey, I had like a lot of like really weird interactions with men, especially, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get to our state later. But um, 
And the first night that we stayed up talking with one another, I found out that Frey lives with um, a life-threatening illness called hemophilia. Mm -hmm. And he spent most of his childhood in a hospital. And he has arthritis of an 80-year-old man. And he was told that by the time he was 21, he was going to have to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Um, He self-medicates, so he sticks himself in a vein twice a week. And... He is the most happy, positive, yeah. radiant ball of joy. And finding that out, um, I like couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe how positive he was. And I couldn't believe like how happy he was and how funny he was. He's a burst of joy when you see And I've only yeah. met him a couple of times. What he is, it's just so happy, so jovial, so nice. Just, because he's grateful for life. Yeah. Because he's almost died so many times. Like. And it's just insane. And he's inviting. He like, is. He's like, it, just when you're talking to him, it's just so inviting, like, inclusive, even in just the passing way. Like, you're just like, oh, hey, hey, how are you doing? No, he cares when yeah. he asks. Yeah. And it comes through. Yeah. And so that night he shared that with me and I shared with him like old pictures of me like really overweight. And like, even though it wasn't the same thing, we had both had this like really big life transformation and like kind of reinvented ourselves and like started in Atlanta, like, mm-hmm. you know, as adults. And so, like, knowing he, he had gotten through that and he was a far more positive person than I was and he was more giving and he was kinder and, like, I had no excuse, you know? Like, I really had to get my shit together. And um, his his work ethic was very attractive to me. Like, you know, stand up, you have to go out to Mike's, like, every night. Yeah, and like, maybe a couple a night, yeah. Yeah, and I was very much, you know, of the mindset – because I went to acting school, like, you know, when you got an audition, you prepared. And when you got a show, you did that. But I, I had never had, like, a go-out-night-to-night, grind-hustle-network kind mm-hmm. of, like, mentality. Because it just wasn't built into the theater scene, I don't think. Uh, or the film scene that I was in. Yeah. Um. So his work ethic and just, like, seeing him do that and be fearless with, like, doing that. I, I found it so attractive. Um, And... He was funny. We make each other laugh. I'm a maniac and talk in all sorts of like voices in every relationship I've ever been in. That has been the thing that drives my partner insane. <laughs> like when we're arguing, like they're like, don't you dare do a fucking voice right now. And like Frey and I are arguing and I do a voice and he breaks and laughs. And it, it was like, like that's the best way I yeah. can put it. Everything that I do that drives everyone crazy. Don't get me wrong. It drives him crazy too at times. Um, but he laughs and that's the things that like he, he loves. He enjoys you. Yeah. He enjoys every aspect of you. And like just like the nuances of even just going into a voice. He can appreciate that. He's like, that's. That's funny. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I'm and the still worst mad about thing, what we're mad about, but that was funny. <laughs> no, the worst thing we do is because we write together and we create together. Um, we'll be having a fight and then we'll both be like, stop thinking about the scene that we're going to write later. Fucking be in the moment and fight with me right now. Because I'm like, I'm sorry, but that would be a hilarious scene. And I'm just thinking about I need to write it down. <laughs> so like we can't even argue without thinking about creating. And like it was even hard for me to answer your question without thinking about creating. Because the thing that attracted us the most that night yeah. was we were coming together because the first thing we made together, we went to this premiere. It was after like four months of dating. And we had always said that we were going to make something together. Uh-huh. And the first night we were together, I was like, okay, so we could be like best friends. We could be like progressive brother-sister duo. We could be lovers. And Faye was like, lovers. Uh, absolutely. We, need, uh, we should be lovers. Yeah, 200 for lovers, please. Uh, I think we should be lovers. And I was like, oh, maybe he likes me, you know. But then four months later, we're at this premiere, and it's a friend's web series. Um, and God, I hope you're not listening to this because I don't know exactly who they are. But it was really shitty. Mm-hmm. And Frey and I both walked out being like, 
we can do something better than that. Like, mm-hmm. we, we should fucking try. We should do something. And then, like, my creative process, like, writing and being a writer has, like, come from working with him. Like, I'm, I'm nothing without him, like, from creating a project from the bottom up. Like, he really, like, shaped me in that way. And we, we've grown together and we've learned together in that way. And so everything about me that's creative, I run through him. He's my second pair of ears, my second pair of eyes. I love everything. you guys, like, like push each other mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying bug in both aspects like you know what i'm saying yeah in like, life and everything he pushes me <laughs> a lot <laughs> i like i like procrastinating and getting out of things and he's very very hard on work ethic but he's had to learn to appreciate like breaks and taking time for our relationship yeah and i've had to learn to like like i said have that grind every day mindset yeah. take no breaks also it's nice that you can like you know just create with someone you know what i'm saying like yeah. that, like Someone who you want to create with some and like them be your partner, you know what I'm saying? Like your best Through friend. Through everything. It's, ah! It's, it's, it's exciting and it's, I, I feel so grateful because I know so many people that are like, I could never write, write with my partner. Yeah. Or like, um, you know, just couldn't consider ever working with their like loved one and I can't see my life, like the next 20 years of my life, I couldn't see it working with anyone else besides him. And I also like want to build a life with him and like have a family and shit. And it's kind of crazy that those two things are so connected. Yeah, they're the same, they're the same person? They are. What? Yeah, like what? <laughs> How did that happen, you know? I feel I feel very lucky in that sense for sure. I love that. Let's go to, um, what is the best date you've ever been on? Well, speaking of Frey, he recently did something really sweet. Um, So we had our first Christmas away from our families, um, and we were out in L.A., and we were going to just spend it in our studio apartment. And on Christmas Eve, he, like, hands me, like, a winter coat, and he's like, all right, we've got to pack our suitcases. And I was like, what? Why? What's happening? And so, (laughs) yeah, like what's happening? And he's like, you need like very cold clothes. So he booked um, an Airbnb like near Big Bear and this Mm -hmm. little town called Crestline. And so we drove up for the weekend and we got snowed in. Like it was the most snow that that town had seen in 10 years. And we are so not prepared for the snow. Like I don't have any snow boots. I don't have anything. Like luckily he got that jacket, but we're so underprepared. Um, But we like got snowed in, locked into this like cabin for like four days at Christmas without we also come from very big families so christmases are very dramatic mm-hmm. so it was like the most peaceful restful the only peaceful restful christmas i ever had in my life and it was just like pure romance a cabin in the woods like fireplace can't go nowhere yeah i can't go can't do anything but like smoke weed and have sex and like just like be obsessed with each other and enjoy each other and exactly really what nice. baby jesus wanted it yeah to be. <laughs> like what it also like you're going from like a high stress christmas normally right. to just a christmas like literally super fucking chill like relax with weed and yeah. with like just get a fireplace and just be with the person you love yeah it was it was very zen and romantic and i know it's more of a getaway than a date but um no that's that the, it was it was the most romantic thing that had ever happened to me I it's think. a destination date yeah there you go ah like that's that. so nice and i know it's like so cold where you were but i got so warm thinking about yeah, it yeah <laughs> yeah i know i was like retelling it and i was like oh yeah that was so sweet <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe a tradition who knows yeah uh, i hope so <laughs> Hey everyone, Uh, we're about to get into Kat's worst date right now and it may be triggering for some of you. So if you'd like, now's the time to skip ahead to the timestamp in the episode description below. Uh, Thank you so much for listening and Kat's amazing.
Do you remember your worst date? I do. Um, so, as I mentioned, I, I've lost a lot of weight. And this was, so I went, I moved to New York when I was like 18 and went to acting school. And then after that, I had a period where I had to come back home because my mom got really sick. Mm-hmm. And so moving back to like Gaffney, South Carolina, after like having my mind blown in New York was Big like city. a death sentence yeah. to me. I was like, oh, these peons around me. Like I have no one to date. Like I have no one. Yeah. Like it was very, it was very dramatic. And it was like a hard transition, like back to that life for me and so I would go on these like dates and they'd be really far away from where I was living and um there was there's this little town in North Carolina um I'm from South Carolina called uh, Asheville North Carolina I have heard of yeah that. Asheville's super cute it's like a mountainy town um like a lot of breweries a lot of hippies yeah. it's pretty chill um so I there's this guy who I like met with online or something and we've been chatting and he was a pilot um once again looked for high paying salaries um (laughs) he was a a private jet pilot and um i met up with him in like downtown Asheville, and we go to a bar and immediately like i realized like this is like not my kind of guy like both like physically and like his energy um very like controlling Mm -hmm. to women in a sense like we sit down and he's like okay we're sharing like steak the steak and fries are we and i was like okay i was like i don't i don't really like steak but okay like i felt very and you know i was 19 so i i didn't have my like voice yet yeah you're you know what i mean i was vulnerable he was older than me he was whining and dining me i had a fake id like i thought it was you know what i mean yeah um i was like probably 1920 um but anyways so immediately found him like very controlling go to the bathroom come back we're at like this brewery where he's forcing me to share this fucking steak and fries and like i sit down and i'm like drinking my beer and i start to feel like kind of woozy and i look at him and he pulls out his cell phone and shows me my Facebook of photos where I used to be overweight. And he goes, so I know you used to be a fat girl. What the fuck? And he goes, it's no big deal. I already saw it online. I just want to know what's the deal. Are you on cocaine? Did you have your stomach stapled? How'd you lose so much weight? Who the fuck is this dude? And like, mind you, like dinner's not even finished. Like this is like second beer in. And then I'm like, all of a sudden, like, a, I feel like I've been sucker punched in the gut. Like, I don't know how to answer any yeah. of those questions. Um, but also, like, I'm starting to process that I think he's, like, put something in my yes, drink. That's what I'm wor- – yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, like, sitting there and, like, I'm, I'm like, trying to, like, brush it off. And I was like, yeah, I've, like, lost a lot of weight. And he's like, but I don't understand. How did you do it? And, like, so, starts who pressuring. Who like, you? And it just – it becomes this, like, thing. It becomes really uncomfortable. Now, mind you, I've driven, like, an hour and a half away from where I live. Yeah. And, like, I know at this point, like, I am, like, past intoxicated. Like, I'm not – like, two beers I could have driven home. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm, like, something wrong's happening. So, like, then I just keep, like, going on the fucking date because, like, I don't know what else to do. I don't know anyone in Asheville. Yeah. I'm, like, I've got to, like, wait till I feel better. Next thing I remember, I woke up in his basement – and my car was still in downtown Asheville. And that was by far the worst and most saddest state I'm of my so life. I'm so sorry that happened. No. No, like, <laughs> fuck him. Like, no. Like, just. But it's the, the horror movie. I know. It is the beginning of a horror movie. And it's something that, like, it's very visual. Like, I, yeah. I visually, like, experience it again. Like, just feeling, like, the loss of, like, 
like clear vision and, and everything that happened and feeling so vulnerable and honestly not comfortably being able to talk about my weight loss at that point. I'm, I'm barely comfortable about it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still hard to like explain it to people, you know? Also, you don't need to explain it to people. Yeah. Like that's your story. That's your journey. Yeah. And like, right. But like, so like in my mind now as an adult looking back, like he saw this like young vulnerable girl online. He had like, I guess, ammunition to like come at her and like, you know, and, and this had to be something he's, he's done. Like, clearly, I mean, like, like research the girls and like put them in a very vulnerable, like awkward place and, you know, took advantage of them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember hating myself hating myself for years after that because i was so mad i didn't just like run out of the building screaming for help you know um but it, it just oh, takes you were so young long. you did not know what to do you felt vulnerable yeah and it's not on you it's what it felt you. like my fault in the moment like i was like you know i didn't know and that's any what better he on. yeah um so then i just felt so dirty and gross about it for years after and then it took me a really long time to like understand that i i was a victim yeah. <laughs> in that situation you were 100 yeah. Like, yeah nothing was your fault yeah um and yeah it's 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 yucky and I remember the first time I told like Frey that story it was like a really big deal I was like yeah. bawling and it was like one of those things that had stayed with me but I had never processed or talked about with anyone and so like it was just this like thing inside of me I just hated about myself forever you know what I mean yeah and then like processing and talking about it I'm like yeah no because there are so many like normal bad date stories that women and men like everyone yeah. have like this where they were taken advantage of and you know, just because you don't remember all the details, you know, it's people don't like talking about it or you don't want to like be a part of that me too thing. But y you are, you know, Yeah, no matter like and like just because how you feel like, you know, it's so easy to feel shameful about something that's not yeah. your fault. Like and it's not your fault. And like, I'm thank you for sharing. I'm yeah. like, glad you feel safe sharing. <laughs> um, But I that fucking sucks. Yeah. Fuck him. F Definitely put his iPhone on Craigslist. After that, <laughs> definitely did because I was still a little fuck shit back then. But yeah, no. Fuck him, and also, if you want, like, like let's just take a break and we'll come right back to your best <laughs> day. You ever just tired from a long day of crushing, and you gotta eat, right? Well, guess what? There's meal in a box. Five great ingredients straight to your front door. After work, you've been crushing on that guy in your cubicle next to you. Crushing on that gal at the gym. Don't worry. You're going to feed that appetite. Five delicious ingredients. Meal in a box. That's right. You can crush on a full stomach now. <laughs> Offer code crushing it. And we are back, everybody. Uh -huh. We have cats still in the building. And... I just want to know if I give you cat all the money in the world. All the money. What would you do? Well, what would you, what kind of date would you set up? And let's say it's going to be, you know, it doesn't have to be Frey. It could be Zoe, you know, like yeah. whoever oh, you want to take. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, if I give you all the money in the world for one date, what would you do? I'm going to let you know. You can't keep the money. You can't give to charity. <laughs> Who would do either of those things? What losers have you had on the set that no. No, cuts all the old episodes? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> what would you do with all the money in the world for one day? And if you go anywhere, I don't count travel time. Oh, okay, good. Because mine definitely includes traveling. Okay. Um. Okay. It would be with Frey, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, first, we would have a private jet. 
I would get on said private jet. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be a masseuse on the jet. So um, we'd fly to really anywhere that I haven't been. But like right now I'm imagining like Dubai because I've never been there. Mm-hmm. So we're on our way and I'm getting like like however long the flight is. Getting a 14 I want hour the, massage. I was going to say I want the travel time because I want the massage. <laughs> oh, um, no, yeah. You can still do okay. stuff in the plane or okay. like have stuff for the plane. I just don't count that travel time. Oh, perfect. So massage, 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 like mimosas and fruit, mm-hmm. maybe some croissants, um, like a facial. And then there's like a full hair and makeup team ready to like beat me on the plane. Yeah. So they beat the fuck out of me and then we land and then we get down and then question does like Frey get like an edge up or anything too yeah he should yeah he should get something yeah sure (laughs) but if there's not enough money i'm definitely the priority here but yeah give him i don't know he doesn't like massages but yeah he needs a haircut a shape up like you know we'll give him a mani petty maybe yeah i think yeah he would do that for sure yeah so all that a new suit maybe like a tailored suit for him i would have like a fly ass like dress, like hair and makeup done, nails done, everything. So then we land and then um, we go exploring, like okay. like exploring like, you know, downtown kind of like shoppy areas. Mm-hmm. Like I love like um, anywhere that has like quick food. Like I love like getting a little bit from every food stand. Mm-hmm. So like, like what for it, LA, like a smorgasbord. Yeah. Yeah. Like a smorgasbord. Yeah. Like um, Grand Central Market in LA. Yeah. I love going there because I like will get like crab fried rice and pizza you know um so i want to like do that like hop around do like different street vendors maybe buy some like local things Mm -hmm. you know chat with the locals get involved and the whole time there's like photographers following us around right so i don't have to worry (laughs) about taking photos there it's it's still gonna be popping and you don't have to like worry about the no about taking a moment i I mean you know we have we need content to post and so there's going to be someone handling all that kind of stuff for me um and then after we like (laughs) after we shop around and such um we go to like a really cool movie theater Frey Uh and i like love seeing films together we're filmmakers so like um something like really long and like artsy like a really long artsy movie um after that we go to our hotel um i put on one of those like, what kind really, of hotel is this what kind of <sighs> like high quality like i want like uh what are the concierge i want concierge like to have penthouse. yeah penthouse suite like skyline views um white robe like a chocolate castle of the hotel in my room kind of thing <laughs> yeah 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 um so I'm in there and <clears throat> we're post movie. We start like um, maybe like whining and cheesing in our hotel before the night. A charcuterie plan. Yeah, a yeah. little charcuterie for us. And then we change and then we go to like a like Michelin style like chef's table restaurant. Uh-huh. Like that's really big on my like to-do list and we get like a perfectly coursed meal we don't choose anything i don't like making choices like the chef does it all for us we have this amazing dinner um and then but the chef also knows your favorite food yeah of course he <laughs> yeah. yeah they could do no wrong they know everything i like um it's perfect and then after that we have like a really fancy car that takes us to like some sort of like sexy burlesque or like strip club. Like Frey and I love going to strip clubs together. <laughs> I love that. Like on our wedding night, we are after parties at a strip club. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah love a good strip club. Also, we get like 
we get so riled also, up. Also, you're crushing on talent and fed asses. I know. Like, literally. <laughs> I'm, like, literally clapping, giving them money. I'm like, fuck, yes, baby. You have talent, it. Talent, you yes. have it. And, and the cutest thing is Frey gets so, like, nervous. Uh-huh. And, like, I'm just, like come here you know and and it works like i help him get like girls to dance on him and it's very very nice and then this is the real this is a real twist you can't buy this but this is a little fantasy and writing then said girl says wants to come back to our hotel room and then we have our first threesome together as a married couple with like this beautiful woman that we're both crushing on from a, a just different country, different, different country. Continent. Well yeah. then because the next morning we never see her again, <laughs> never see her again, never like have her phone number. Like she's off in Dubai or wherever we get back on the jet, another 14 hour massage on the way back. And then, you know, we go back to our married life doing whatever that is. I love this. <laughs> so much that is like the that would be like the best date in my mind yeah I, I, you're definitely a writer i'm definitely a writer <laughs> <laughs> okay so you survived now oh all we have God. to do is play po- uh, some fun games fuck yes let's do okay. it all right so i do this little thing to like you know like when you're first getting to know somebody and other like whatever you can't find on the internet you just like want to get to know them as soon as you can you yes. know just play like question after question if you could. Right. So I'm gonna play like a 21 questions game with you. <gasps> okay. Just so the audience can get to know you and like crush on you. Uh huh. They're not there yet, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, they better be. Also, back back because she does have a fiance. <laughs> well, and clearly I'm looking for a threesome though, so maybe it's just fine. <laughs> if you're in another country, <laughs> give me a call. Or if you just aren't in my circle and I'll never see you again, give me a call. <laughs> okay. Cat. What inscription do you want on your gravestone? Oh. Um uh well maybe maybe my tattoo. It says an ounce of performance is worth pounds of promise. I love that. What's your favorite smell? Mm. Like chicken noodle soup or anything like really savory and brothy. Mm. Belly button, any or Audi? Any. Okay. If you could start any kind of cult, what kind of cult would it be? <gasps> <laughs> I am obsessed with cults. I've created a cult. I wrote a show about a cult. So I guess I'll just tell you that cult. Um, it, it would be a UFO cult. Like um, <laughs> like a mix between like Heaven's Gate and this like actually this California cult called Unarius. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you know, a lot of like weird, spacey, ethereal art. I imagine everyone in cloaks with bald heads. Um, they all worship me. I'm in this like throne type thing. Yeah. My name is Queen Gloriana. And I have this like really rich crown with pearls and rhinestones. And I'm in like f- white fur constantly and like a robe and everyone worships me and we study space and art and we um, reenact our stories with like theatrical performances. So it's a very theatrical kind of flamboyant yeah. um, cult. I- <laughs> and it ends in a mass suicide. <laughs> kidding, not kidding, kidding. <laughs> okay, uh, toilet paper, over or under? Over. Thank you. It's the only right answer. I just have to... See what people say. Uh, who? What is your favorite TV or movie couple? Oh, um, 
Well, they don't act together, but uh, well, I'm big fans of Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. They're uh, a creative couple. And then I also really like Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann. Um, she's in a lot of his movies and help. They, they work together. There's some couples that work together. Right, uh, right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. Favorite school and sub- uh, favorite subject in school? Uh, English always. Can you curl your, curl your tongue if I can speak? Um, like, uh, uh-uh, kinda. Are you ticklish? Uh, no. What makes you nervous? <laughs> um, feeling. Feeling like I don't fit in places. If you could have a goofy song for a wedding song, what would it be? I am having a goofy song for a wedding song. <laughs> I'm doing um, Adam Sandler's uh, Grow Old With You from oh. The Wedding Singer and his special. We're actually doing the version from his special. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that was a perfect act. Yeah. I tried to change it so like I wasn't giving anything away. <laughs> um, if you could have an unconventional superpower, what would it be? Hmm. This is going to sound really stupid, but I would love the ability to never have to get ready. Like, I don't like showering. I don't like doing my hair. I don't like doing makeup. I don't like the process of yep. getting ready. If I could, like, wake up and, like, Jetson style, have a robot do it all for me or, like, snap my fingers, that would be my superpower. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I um, what's the cheesiest thing that you like? Mm. Well, I'm a big fan of Degrassi. And still a big fan of Degrassi. I heard your episode with Mark Sully and I've been waiting to bring it up. I, let me, like, Degrassi took over my life for a period, like, a, like a moment. Like, like I, 10 years of my like, life. I was obsessed. Like. I still am. The Manny, the Manny, <gasps> like, uh, thong thing was a whole moment. Manny also had an abortion. Yeah. Like. First time on TV. JT was. I, I can't even finish these sentences. Like. And I mean, Drake. Just for a record, is a really cute brown boy rapping in a wheelchair. My fiance Frey was a Christian rapper for seven years. Where at one point he was a really cute brown boy rapping in a wheelchair. So I don't know if I willed into existence or what, but Degrassi. The day that Jimmy got shot, oh. I was a mess. Like, like you probably would have thought it was like my parents. It was insane. Was uh, do you want kids? Uh, yes, but gosh, I don't want to be pregnant. I love children, but like I want a Kim K surrogate. Like I want to be rich enough that I can do that. I'm not trying to destroy my, what I've worked for this body. Like, oof, I'm not looking forward to pregnancy. But yes, I definitely. How kids. many? Oh God. Um, it depends on how rich I am. Okay. If I'm super rich, four. If not, two. Okay. And uh, any specific gender or? No, they could be whatever they want. Okay. What is one of your best memories from childhood? So I when I I another dive into it uh there wasn't a lot of like theater and acting where I grew up I grew up in a very very small town in the Bible Belt of South Carolina so I did a lot of talent shows and my talent for talent shows or beauty pageants and I would do the talent portion um was I was a ventriloquist and so <gasps> I would write and do comedy sketches with my puppet Lucy Lynn who was my country cousin and it was like my first like uh really thing into like both writing and like solo performance yeah. and stuff um but I ended up winning Showtime at the Apollo of the southeast when I was like 12 what? doing it and it was a really cool feeling 
And yeah, and it was like a really big moment. And it was like one of those very first beginning moments that like really reassured that little feeling in my gut that I should be doing this. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then like that was like you know yeah you definitely should. So that was like that first big moment for me. I love that. And yeah. uh, your favorite ice cream? Ooh, Jenny's ice cream, a hundred percent the brand Jenny's. Um, and she has a they have a few flavors, but um, the ooey gooey butter cream butter cake is really good. Um, and then their uh, brown butter almond brittle. Is also really good. I eat a lot of ice cream. Okay. I love that. <laughs> okay, Kat, I've been super chill, and I haven't asked you any sexual questions. Mm. This is I have a little fortune teller slash cootie catcher that cootie I'm going to ask you uh, okay. one question for. Okay. Uh, one question. Cat, uh, pick one. Mouth, cheeks, face, or thighs? Cheeks. All right, what excites you? Money, candles, texts, or slow? Slow. All right, the same four because it was a four-letter word. And I wasn't <laughs> smart enough when I made this. Uh, what scares you? Money, candles, texts, or slow? Scares you can be whatever. Candles because my hair catches on fire from candles. This happened a few times. <laughs> I, have okay. I have really long hair. Uh, do you want the top or bottom question or both? Give me both. Okay. Do you have a sexual deal breaker? Mm. Yeah. Uh, nasty teeth. Okay. Like I can't even get past first base with you unless you have really clean. Like even if you have yeah. straight teeth, they have to be super clean. Wow. Yeah. What's your favorite position? Mm. With a man, reverse cowgirl. With a woman, I just uh being on top. And you survived. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. Aw, so, this was so much fun. So uh, I'm not letting you go yet. Oh, so, oh. Um, I've been playing mash with your answers. <gasps> I've been beginning mash with your answers this whole podcast. Oh boy. Um, I just need to know <laughs> what is a dream mode of transportation that you want? Uh, a Tesla. Producer Brandon, can I get another mode of transportation, please? Um, I'm gonna put you in an old Ford pickup truck. Oh. Sounds like my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Another dream mode of transportation. Um, a yacht. Because that counts. And producer Brandon. Um, a Nissan Leaf. <laughs> Wait, is a Leaf a car or a? It's a car. It is a car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. All right. So, cat, tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. Okay, producer Brandon, while I tally up these answers, do you have any questions for Kat? I do. Like, I've been stuck on this since you first mentioned a while back when you said that you do voices. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would love to hear some of your voices. Oh, boy. Maybe even, what was her name? Leela? Leela your, your, oh, your Lucy, Lynn. Lucy Lynn. Well, Lucy Lynn, I have to do it with my mouth closed because I did it ventriloquist. But it's just a real southern sweet girl, and she kind of talks like this. Um the voice that my friends love the most is my dog, Koki. Mm -hmm. And Koki kind of talks like this. Um, he grew up in Gaffney, South Carolina, so he's a bit of a southern guy. And um, he loves beaches. He loves beaches. A lot of girls come over, and he loves them. He kisses on them. Um, when I want something from Frey, I, I'm always like, Baby, please, no, I can't. Like, oh my God, Daddy, Daddy, please give me a glass of water. Daddy, I 
Um, I mean, I could go on for days. Oh, that's perfect. On that <sighs> note, I have the rest of your life in my head. Oh, boy. Okay, Catherine. D. Holly. Yes. Okay. So I've been playing match with all your answers. And for possible people that you're going to end up like with the, for the rest of your life, and this right. is definitely true. Definitely. No serious. matter what's going on right now. This in your is life, the truth. Things change. Um, I have Salem. <laughs> I have Zoe Kravitz. Oh. I have Frey. Okay, good. And then I have the girl that Salem left you for. Oh, Carrie. <laughs> I have for a uh, possible number of children. I have four, one, two, or ten. <sighs> ten. No. I have a uh, mode of transportation, Tesla, old Ford pickup, yacht, or leaf. I changed producer Brandon's to just a regular leaf. <laughs> <laughs> just like a magic carpet, yeah. <laughs> magic leaf. But you have to fit on that small S leaf. Um, <laughs> everyone should know that man, uh, MASH is Mansion Apartment Shacker House. Yes. So who do you think you ended up with? Um, God, I hope not the girl who Salem left me for. Who did I? I hope. Okay, Zoe Kravitz. Did I end up with Zoe Kravitz? Um, how many kids do you think you have? Four, one, two, or ten? If I'm with Zoe Kravitz, ten, because she can afford it. Uh. <laughs> Mode of transportation: Tesla, old Ford pickup, yacht, or leaf. I'm just wheeling, like willing things into a, a existence. So I'm gonna go and say well, yacht. Okay. Mansion, apartment, shacker house. Mansion. And with Zoe. You got one of those right. Oh no! All right. Cat. Yeah. You and your one child. Oh, actually, that would make me happy. Get in your. Old Ford pickup truck. No. Drive back to your mansion. Oh, okay. To meet up with Frey. Oh, yay! <laughs> I would take that. That, that sounds kind of dreamy. Because if we got a mansion, we got more cars in the garage. <laughs> I was like, I, I almost gave it away. I thought, I'm glad you were looking at producer Brandy because when you landed on Frey, I got excited. Oh. <laughs> He's going to listen to this and be like, he better chose me. <laughs> Next time he sees you, he's going to be like, yeah, I know you did that for me. <laughs> no. Ray, I didn't, but I'm excited that it was you. Yeah, um, me too. That would be a damn good life. Catherine, you've been amazing. Thank you. This has been so much fun. I'm loving this episode. You've been so vulnerable, so open, and just fun. Okay. Uh, I'm sure everyone is hella crushing on you right now. They're going to go stalk you. Where can they find you? They can find me. Um, so I am on the Instagram at Catherine D. Holly, and that's Catherine with a C. Um, and uh, all the social media platforms, Catherine D. Holly. But most importantly, you should find my movies. Um, yeah. And Cokie Productions? Yeah, we're at Cokie Productions. And um, most recently, we released uh, a four part web series called Pop Pop is Dead. If you want some more Southern content, you can go to poppopisdead.com. But yeah, follow me online. Say hi. I need friends in LA. I'm new. <laughs> and she's just an amazing person. She's a teaching artist. We work for the same company and Me she's too. just a joy to be around. Uh, you will fall in love with her. And everyone, you can find us at crushing it pod on a uh, podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Robert R A H H B U R T on all the things. Thank you so much. Thank you. Kat, is there a song that you want to dedicate to your current crush? Oh, I forgot about this part. Um, yeah, let's do, um, can we do Adam Sandler's uh, Growing Old With You? Yeah, we can. Can we find that? Maybe? 
If not, my alternative is Driving Home for Christmas. It's a really terrible Christmas song that um, Frey and I both laugh over. So one of the two. All right. You guys are going <laughs> to play that right now. We're going to let you guys go. We're going to see you next week. Thank, Thank you so you much. Smile. Thank you. Whenever you're sad, carry you around when your arthritis is bad. All I want to do is grow old with you. Get your medicine when your tummy aches Build you a fire if the furnace breaks Oh, it could be so nice Growing old with you I got a crush on you, I got a crush on you